You know who else is really good that I forget about is Stallone. Yes. When, when he does that Rambo movie and he's in the woods and that the guy comes and he's like, man, I didn't come here to protect him from you. I came here to protect you from him. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, my favorite line is when he when he attacks the sheriff out in the woods and he says, hey, in town, you're the law, but out here, it's me. Out here, it's me. Yeah, out here, it's me. That's what the SEC is saying to Robin Hood traders right now. Robin Hood traders are in trouble. You're in trouble, man. Well, not Robin Hood traders, Robin Hood. Right. So, oh, not good. Yeah, information's coming out slowly, so. Hmm. Who would think that Wall Street types would mislead people? No, they would never do that. Right. They would never. Of course, Robin Hood kind of quote, like, they're not Wall Street types, right? Sure, sure. And neither are we. I always kind of considered Keith the Wall Street type here. Of the people in this firm that are most likely to wear a turtleneck, it's Keith. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> that was really good. Though. Like Wall we Street. Talked, threw that we in talked there. about the Wall Street times. Oh, my gosh. That, that makes me think of Ron. That's a Ron Burgundy thing. The Mr. Market Podcast is a production of Sphere Wealth Management. Sphere is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Sphere and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. Investing involves risk and possible loss of principal. No advice may be rendered by Sphere unless a client service agreement is in place. See our ADV or get additional information about Sphere. Visit our website, www.sphereWealth.com. Firm information is also available on the SEC's website, www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. Before investing, seek advice from a financial professional, preferably one that acts as a fiduciary and is willing to put that in writing. You can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, or sign up for our email commentary through our website, SphereWealth.com. This is the Mr. Market Podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. That's all Inception the other day. It's so good. Is that a Christmas yeah. movie? Well, sort of. <laughs> I don't think so. That was the one with the dream inside a dream inside a dream. Is that how about? Yeah, how about uh, no good Christmas movie? Christmas Vacation. Now that's a great Christmas movie, right? My dad would watch that every year. I mean, he, he the only time he'd pull that out, but he'd watch it. That's every a year. classic. I got a three year old. That's okay? a classic. If you've never been out to the Stewart family Christmas light show, it's worth it. They got oh, pony the, rides, camels. The one out there, kind of in Southeast Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. They've got this trailer out there, this like old decrepit trailer that sits on the property and they make it like Uncle Eddie's trailer. Right. And they've oh. got a, a cardboard cutout thing. Like it's like a wooden cutout thing of, of Uncle Eddie. And the next thing I know, I turn around and my little boy, my little three-year-old's got his head through there like, Dad, take my picture. And Uncle Eddie's got a cigar and he's got the, you know, the like the septic. Yeah, he's dumping his septic tank in the, uh, in the street. <laughs> in the sewer. sewer. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's that's one of the classics. Elf. That's another good one we've watched lately. Elf is one of my favorites. Yeah, I love Elf. Yep, yep. And another one, uh, Love Actually. It's good. It's a, it's a good, feel-good, you, you know, know what romantic else comedy. The Da Vinci Christmas. Code. But you're, you're not watching Christmas movies, I can tell. That's not Christmas. Yeah, that's movie. not a Christmas movie. Yeah, that one's not a Christmas movie, isn't it? I, I watched that one, then I turned, right, turned right back around and watched Angels and Demons right after. Just <laughs> yeah. kept running through the series. Yeah. So another great Christmas movie. It's a Wonderful Life, right? We watched that a week ago. That's wonderful. A, you can't watch that without getting a ginormous lump in your throat right there at the. Right. Mommy says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. You know, just like, oh, man. Were you the kid in the movie? That was me. No, he was the did one. Did you play the little girl? Is that what you did? <laughs> every you <play>? time. <laughs> No, no, Keith is the one in the movie Christmas Story that gets his tongue stuck to the pole. That was me. That's Keith. That's exactly right. (laughs) Oh, my God. Another great movie. That's a great movie. So Yeah, those are fun. Those are fun. So I'm going to run you guys through some questions. And these questions were actually asked of Art Cashin by Bob Pisani. Every year, a guy named Art Cashin does something called Friends of Fermentation, where they gather at Bobby Van's Steakhouse across from the New York Stock Exchange, 
he and some some of his friends and cronies and people that have been around Wall Street for a long time, they get together and they just talk about market in review, year in review. They started filming this about 13 years ago on CNBC and they kind of made it a part of their their annual Christmas uh, end of year programming. And they, you know, I said they did it at Bobby Van's Steakhouse. Well, Bobby Van actually sent him a stool from like one of the bar stools from the steakhouse so that he mm-hmm. could sit on that bar stool and do it over Zoom this year, which was really cool. I thought. That really yeah, is. Cool. That is. It, yeah. It's neat to have traditions. Yeah. Let's get going. What stood out in 2020 to you guys? As it turns out, we had a pandemic. Hmm. That, is that really is where that, you want to start, Keith? I, I don't know. Yeah, let's just go ahead and get no, the <laughs> obvious one out there. <laughs> Turns out, and we're not laughing about it, by the way. We're, we're laughing at us being silly. We're just laughing at Keith. There you go. We're just, um, we're just laughing at the, yeah. how obvious the pandemic was. Well, you asked an obvious question, right? You're like, yeah. What's I mean, that? you had a lot of stuff that stood out, though, yeah. right? I mean, I'm, the pandemic is the cause of some of the things that we're going to talk about. It was an election year, and yeah. we had maybe one of the I'm going to call it the craziest election cycles I've ever experienced. Certainly probably in all of our lifetimes, yes. It's actually not even over yet, so we're still in it, you know, even though it's uh, very controversial. That's right. It's it's become extremely controversial at this stage. Did the state of Texas file a lawsuit against other states? They did. Did I read that right? They They did, did. and they got slapped down immediately. You know, President-elect Biden's going to be President-elect Biden, and he'll be inaugurated on the— January will 20th. Be 20th and yeah. and then things will move on, you know. But uh, there's there's another thing. And then on, on the 21st, the, Trump will announce his uh, his campaign. He owns a, No, he'll, he'll announce the Trump News Network or something like that, and then we'll have a. Or yeah. He may day. he may actually announce it the day of the inauguration to try to steal any right. thunder during sure. the inauguration. Yeah. 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 There, there's more to come on that. Boy, who knows yeah. where that's going? We, I mean, also the Senate race is obviously in January sixth. This is true. That's you a, talk about a yeah. This is a crazy 2020. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. obviously, to the Crazy. two biggest stories of the year, you know, here in our country was mm-hmm. obviously the the pandemic and then the election. So. We broke the meme this year. I don't know if you guys know what a meme is, but it's basically yes. a picture, funny I made picture. A meme. Thank you, you did make a meme. It was actually fantastic. <laughs> we couldn't use it as the the logo, the tile, because the picture is not ours. It's Cialis's, but I think it's Cialis's. It was uh, it was really funny. So, I, so yeah, I, we broke the meme. I don't. I have not seen a very good meme lately. It's hard to beat the memes that came out right at the beginning of the pandemic. And then once we got Biden and Trump, just it was hysterical. I mean, just the jokes you can make about two guys that are probably probably older than than guys that we typically elect, the men that we typically elect sure, as president. both of them. Yeah, yeah. Right. both of them. Right. Would, now, is Joe Biden the oldest person oldest we've ever, ever elected? elected? Yeah. Yeah. But Trump would have been the oldest ever elected if had he been reelected. So, so he, was, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's a battle of... <laughs> You know, two old white guys. Two old white guys. Yeah, it's always two old white guys, right? <laughs> or I guess well, it, was, it wasn't guess with Obama. In Sixteen. No. Well, yeah. not in Obama. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's yeah. right. And we had Hillary last yeah, time. That's right. So, so absolutely. So yeah. So hopefully, and hopefully, we continue to go down the trail of or down the path of more diversity. Absolutely. More absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The, the so diversity train is a good one. There's and there's we could go down that road talking a lot of, about a lot of things along that line. You know, I think I think. With things like Robin Hood, you talked about with the 401k business. And mm-hmm. One of the things I think about is just that more and more people, you know, why is the market going up like it is and doing like it's doing? Well, the truth is more and more people have access to the market now. 
and are shoving money in it on a regular basis. And so we're, we're seeing unbelievable numbers because. Yeah, and, we, and we talked about this last time. I think this is good. Yeah. Just because a, the stock market has run like it has doesn't necessarily mean that it's a whole bunch of smart money getting in the market. Right. And, and I think that if we really went and looked at the actual dollars that are invested in the market, we would find that smart money has really carved out their space. They've actually taken money off the table. I bet it's not nearly, it's definitely not in the stuff that's extremely overvalued. I think that if we really went and, and, and assessed a lot of the moves in the market, it would not be high volume moves. This would be lots of very small trades because now Robinhood gives you the ability to trade fractional shares. Yeah. So, and we'll come back to that because that is what actually one of the questions I've read through the questions here. That is one of the questions that Pisani asked. So mm, we'll actually come back to that. I don't know. It'd be interesting, John, and you may know this. If not, we can look it up and come back later. How many like new 401k plans were started in 2020? So in the 80s, we started to see the 401k plan emerge. Uh, we started to see the shift for employers. Employ you know, the big companies started to recognize the value of the 401k plan versus the defined benefit plan. And not even necessarily that it's a benefit to them. It's right. much more efficient for them to offer these types of plans. We had some things happen in 2012, some things from a legislation standpoint that accelerated access to the 401k market for smaller employers. And actually, Trump did some things that are even going to further accelerate that process and allow small employers the ability to opt into large plans. So we don't always think of it this way, but what's happening there is that new money that, so you got a new 401k plan, new, you know, small business has mm -hmm. now, you know, decided to opt into a 401k plan. Now they go to their employees, their employees can get the matching, get the payroll deduction, be able to put it in. Well, what's happening with all that money? What, where is all that money going? Well, it's going. Index funds. Yeah, it's going in there. Right. And what's happening in the index funds? Well, they're buying Apple and Microsoft right. just, and Alphabet they, and so on and so forth. Yeah. They buy what's in the index. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and so it's a sort of a self-perpetuating thing. The, the, the index so, goes yeah, the, up, the money comes in, it goes into the index, drives it higher. Right. More money chases the performance, and so it's a, it's a virtuous circle. Okay, anything else? 2020, year in review. We obviously have the pandemic the shutdown. So we talk about the pandemic, but the thing that I think for me made 2020 the year I'll never forget is the shutdown. The government decided that we could shut the economy down. Yeah. I don't know that we've ever seen that where the government, so. at, at least at that level, we shut the economy down. Most everybody agreed with that at that moment. There was a mentality that it'll be a relatively short period of time, but it hadn't been a short period of time. It's, it's not been a short a long, period of time. It's been a long period of and time. And we're not out of the woods yet. And we're not out of the woods yet. So, unfortunately, the economy suffers from that, right? I mean, the lockdown, the well, economy just gets crushed in that. Right. But, but I mean, the, the economy hasn't been locked down since the spring when those first shutdowns occurred. There was a lot of unlocking, you know, in in the late spring and, and before before Memorial Day. Why don't you so go on. tell that to Pizza Hut? Well, I know I, I'm I'm not saying that that it's all been easy, but but a lot of the suffering from businesses is not necessarily just because it's been a government mandated shutdown. It has been in certain places in New York City and things like that, but the rest of the country went on. But a lot of people aren't going out to restaurants and whatever. And uh, you know, yeah, and I think if, just, I think if you went and tried to make that case to restaurant owners and bar owners, Keith. Oh, they, I know. they would I'd, dismiss you very quickly. Oh, I'd probably get a country, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. anyway uh, so, so I'm not saying to, 
uh, you know, yeah, that you, it's been you easy. Go, you go don't, stand in the middle of a bunch of bartenders with no. that story right there, that it hasn't been a hard shutdown. The, the, no, I didn't mean it the, hadn't been difficult. The only, no, hang on, the I want to make sure I understand. The only thing that is keeping a lot of these people in their homes is we've suspended evictions. Well, it's true. It, 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 I, yeah. Make sure I use the word hard shutdown. I mean, like a government mandated hard shutdown and not not that it's been the shutdown right. has been hard. I want to make sure I made myself clear on that. Right. So but no, it's been hard for everybody. It just, it's certain, been hard absolutely. for everybody. But Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart and Target. Right, right. right. And yeah, it's it's been you can awful. go there. It's been awful. And, and again, I can't I, go I anywhere else. Strip clubs and uh, liquor stores, you can go there. Yeah. yeah Strip clubs? I think so. That's got to be a COVID rich environment. <laughs> I, would, I, I think you <laughs> All can. All kinds I, of germs I, up in there. I, anyway. I, uh, I, I should say I, that's what I heard. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good luck backtracking. Yeah, yeah I need to backtrack. I thought there. I saw that's your car there. Uh, uh, he's hoping for the edit now. He's right. The edit is the only thing that can save him now. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Better back up. Quickly. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I know. I know. Like, I mean, only because this is the only way I would know. This is my wife has a catering company, and I know that the challenge for her in this. And and Keith, you're right about the fact that after that first, say, three months of of it, um, you know, then things begin to kind of get back not to normal, but kind of begin to come back just a little bit, right? And that's kind of part of the problem is that it didn't come back to normal. It just came back a little bit. So absolutely, on, on yeah. one hand, it kind of looks like, oh, well, no, we're back. I mean, everything's back, you no. know. But, right. if you, but but if you're not in that business, you know, it'd be like right. it'd be like saying, and and I guess to a lot of these restaurants, they said, well, hey, you can have twenty five percent capacity. Well, to a restaurant owner who's running on a thin margin Amen. anyway, that's Amen. like they might as well not be a zero. And a lot of them Amen. chose that, right? Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of the restaurants chose it. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll just keep doing drive-through. I know Wright's Barbecue, uh, the one in Johnson, still isn't open for dining. Right. Dine in. I have a nephew that works in Las Vegas in the casino business, and he said that just recently, I think. I believe it was the Palazzo, which is part of uh, Las Vegas Sands, the the Venetian and the Palazzo. I think he said that they just completely closed down the Palazzo Hotel, not a, not even open at all, because it just didn't make enough sen- make any sense for them to be able to have a fourth of their rooms or mm-hmm. half their rooms open. And so I think the casino is still open, but it's just yeah. At, at some point, you just can't make it work. Well, no. here's a, here's what Art said. Art said uh, when asked the same question, he said the fact that we've gotten a V-shaped recovery in the market, but not in the economy. Right. And he said that these two things are they have detached from one another, and they're hoped hopeful that they'll get the V-shaped recovery in the economy, but it'll be next year, you know, in 2021, whenever we really understand what the economic recovery looks like. He says that a lot of the things that happened in that first coronavirus bill kept the economy afloat. Right. Obviously, two point right. two trillion dollars of money that flows into the market. Now he's he's got some other stuff down here that I've pulled out of his interview that I think is interesting. But you know, two point two trillion dollars flowing into the economy, but it didn't. Not all of it got actually got into the economy. And then a lot of the um, you know suspensions of evictions, which people don't realize how big of, how big of a deal that did. And where we would be. I mean, he actually points at stuff like that and says, this is the reason why the economy has not utterly collapsed. Amen. Sure. So, so anyway, so next question, guys, what typically happens in the first year of a new presidency? And let's kind of focus on economic numbers or market numbers. So let's specifically stick with markets because I think everybody kind of can remember markets of first years of presidencies. Obviously, Trump's first year was a moonshot rocket ride. Right. 
Uh, ever since, I mean, if you if you were able to trade it during the election, whenever it hit those you know those pre market lows, uh, once we realized it was going to be Trump instead of Hillary, to the end of the year, I don't know what the returns were, but fantastic, fan, fanta- yeah. I was going to say fantastic. Right, right, yeah. And twenty seventeen was a was an excellent year for the market, and and I guess those last couple of uh, you know. So if you look at yes, the night of the election. Um, it was kind of funny, and I, I think Don, you and I may have even talked by text in the middle of the night when it looked like Trump was going to win. The market kind of tanked for, mm-hmm. for momentarily. I say momentarily; it may have been a few hours or whatever. But the futures were trading down like eight hundred points, and then turned around and reversed on a dime and just skyrocketed. And for the next what fourteen months, fifteen months, the market just most mostly went up. So it worked, you know, it was a great year. Obama's first year was a big year. Well, it was a know? big year, but it, but it was after a, it was a after the meltdown. Yeah, the so that's nastiest not, market beatdown. Right, right. So I'm not it, making not a political per, not per, not, not, not yeah. percentage wise, but I think that was the nastiest market beatdown from a point standpoint in history. Yes, right? I mean six thousand points is, is right. ridiculous. Yeah, right? it, it was it was an, an awful collapse. Um, you know, going into the election after Obama was elected, the market continued to go down for the next couple of months, and once he was inaugurated, the market continued well, I, to go down know, for I, another few weeks. And Jesus, I say that, and I just immediately re- realized that in between February nineteenth and like March the third, we had about what. 10,000 point correction, maybe, no, no, April, April something, mm-hmm. April the 3rd, maybe. It was about a 10,000 point correction. Does that sound about right, Keith? Of, of this year? Yeah. Oh, it was over 11,000 points. 11,000 yeah, points? I'm looking at some interesting numbers here on this, and, and the thing I'm trying to figure out is how far back this goes. So when I say these numbers, I don't know exactly how far back. However, okay. here, here it is. I think it's quite a ways, though, but here it is. The average return for the first year is 5.13%. The average return... It's a little lower than the than the average, than the, the, the market, you the, know, the, the, the kind average of market ret- average. The average return... So I'm assuming these get better. So the first year is not a good year. First year, eh, so-so. Second, Second year, year is worse. 4.49. Right, okay. Third year, 13.46. Yep. Try to juice the market up and so then, you can uh, get real Juice the market up, mm. and then in year four, the average return is 7%. So... Um, the 13.46 is the obvious one. Now, here's the interesting part about that is that that's on a first year, a, a first term president, right? But if you go all the way out to that seventh year, like in a, in a second term, say, you know, okay. Bush, Obama, Clinton, right? I okay. mean, the, the, sec, the seventh year, which would be that third year of the second term, well, this is about to make a lot of sense. Keep going, is bad. So, going all the way back to 1960. Every seventh year, it's bad. It's a bad year. I mean, they have bad stuff happen. 87 crash, the tech boom, housing bust, bonds, bond uh, shock, the oil, oil embargo. So that might be some – that's an interesting – some interesting yeah. data. Yeah. We, we won't that's probably won't get a chance to look at that statistic, though, if Biden is correct in that he right. only plans to be a one-year, one-term president so mm-hmm. so that's kind of interesting this you know that's kind of breaking new ground well, for us yeah, right Can well, you know, ever cashing, cashing off from from memory cashing says oftentimes the first year and usually the first two years are the weakest in the presidential cycle right yeah go. right but you got a lot of stuff in there right like Bush's first two years were not great years in the market. Right. 9-11 happened, you know, uh, yeah. what, nine months into his presidency. Right. So there's all these other things that go on. You know, we, we, all, we all try to analyze it. Well, and he, fig- had the Y2K. It he had the Y2K. He had the, like, the tech, the tech meltdown. Yeah. So and then kind of, like, parlayed that right into, right into 9-11. And then 
So, but with Bush, the 2003 was a great year. It was a phenomenal year. Yeah. Yeah. Coming back. Absolutely. Um, 2011, I'm thinking of Obama 2011. That wasn't that, that great. That was a tough year, I think. Yeah, I think that, yeah that's, that's an interesting one. That, that was kind of the been. pause in the in the middle of the recovery, right? Because cause, yeah. uh, 9 and 10 were both very yeah. good oh, years. Oh, 9 and 10 were yeah. good, yeah. You know, yeah. and then uh, I can't remember if it was 12 or 13. I, th- I think it was 13. We were up about. Thirty-seven percent. Mark was it was it twelve or thirteen, Keith? I don't recall, uh, yes, but, but it was yeah, yes. I mean, so so nine and ten were good. I think eleven was kind of a pause, and then it was good for a while. And I remember in what late fifteen, early twenty sixteen, yeah, we took a is dive when, down. Yeah, late fifteen is whenever. I can't remember why now, but anyway, late fifteen, we, man, we kind of got the head cave. Well, there's the seventh year, and then February of sixteen, we started this rocket ride that I think I right. feel like we're still on. This rocket ride, it was it paused briefly, the fall of eighteen, and it paused briefly for about a month and a half because the world stopped spinning around. Well, if things hold true, then then uh, which they don't always because some right. years are negative, right? So right. this is averaging all the way back to nineteen sixty, right? Correct. So gotta, it do, yeah, it doesn't happen like that. Got to take yeah. that into consideration. Absolutely. But that third year, you know what? I guarantee it won't be the market returns for this year won't be five percent, the average. It's never the average. No, that's right. That's right. That's I'm not glad how it, it won't be that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, Don, because that's important. It, you know, yeah, we we don't always just hit the average. You know, those those can vary widely. Right. But but so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, well what I'm in? looking for is those stocks that never go down. That's what we're after. We right. hadn't found those. yet. We have yeah. been working on that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. It's like so, a perpetual motion machine, or uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's that stuff where they turn stuff into gold. You know, yeah. Speaking of gold, another question is about inflation. So commodity prices have risen quite a bit, which is often a harbinger for inflation. Right. What do you see in terms of inflation in 2021? It is hard for me to come to any other conclusion that eventually inflation is going to rear its ugly head again. And, well, and it only has. No, and I, 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 I see and I where you're going with this, yeah. but in, and you're right. The money supply has risen at an astounding rate. Right, right. When when you essentially give Jerome Powell the big red button and just say, "Hey, print the hey, will you hit this as many times as you can every day?" Right. My hand's getting sore. Will yeah, you see the other hand. We'll get, hey, bring somebody else in. Right. Bring so, so, basically, we have increased money supply at an astounding rate. However, velocity of right. money is still low. Right. It is not turning over. And if you're unaware, uh, velocity of money is how fast people turn money over. So right. just because money is in the system does not necessarily mean that people are using it and turning it over, and which is what actually causes inflation. But that's a mindset, and that can change on it a dime. It could change so and, fast. Yeah, and, and so, and I'm not necessarily predicting it. I'm I'm starting to doubt my own thoughts about it. Well, maybe money printing doesn't matter. But, but what, you what, do have rural commodities, which are specifically rural commodities, which are which have risen especially high here recently. And that is always a hint of some possible inflationary pressure. Yeah. One of the reasons probably is that for the last, what, couple of decades, there's been this global labor arbitrage where, you know, if, if things cost so much money to make here or in mm-hmm. Europe, well, okay, let's go make it in China or, or Vietnam or You know, I, th- I think it's probably costing us too much money to make money in America. We should start outsourcing our money making to China. Absolutely. I think the Chinese could run the Fed way I, better. I think they do so much better. Yeah. There's a lot. But, there's a long road we could go down right there. We may, you know what? May, let's just close the deal. Yeah, we could stop that. that. <laughs> Shut the gate. Nip it in the bud, Ange. Nip, Nip it. Okay. Anyway, but, but you know, 
for years, we've been able to get things made cheaper, you know, mostly in China. You know, wages here haven't gone up. The labor share of corporate profits has gone down relative to the, the, the rest of the, the places that those corporate profits go. Over time, the pendulum tends to swing from one extreme to the other. And are we at one of those places in time to where the pendulum has swung far enough in one direction to where... Far enough in terms of money supply? Well, no, in, in terms in of terms just of, printing? And, well, just like how, and, and we say recklessly, but how reckless is right. it? Do we Are we maybe, really the authorities on what no, is reckless and no, not maybe reckless Maybe it was the printing. right thing to do, yeah. Maybe we, we're going to start to see some wage inflation. You know, more and more states... We have, need have, some stinking wage inflation. Yeah, but more Median and more wages s- are terrible stuff. Well, they, it is not... Median wages have not increased at the same rate of asset prices. Look at all the stuff in the election, though. More and more states have had a, a minimum wage increase, and there's this right. call for a national $15 minimum wage. Do you think that that is more likely under Biden than it would have been Trump? And I of think course. most people would say, yeah. So what happens if we do get wages to start going up and finally there's some wage inflation? Then maybe we finally but get wage that. inflation in the middle of a of a labor meltdown of, know, a, of a of a very poor labor right uh, economy sense. is really challenging. Sure, it, it does. Like great, you made you made the minimum wage fifteen dollars. Yep. Well, they're right. not going to work anyway. So uh, why not make it fifteen bucks an let's hour? Make it Nobody, twenty. Yeah, man, let's make it a hundred. By the way, yeah. I mean, I pay nobody's going to care. A hundred dollars an hour. How yeah. many people work here? None. None. They're all well, furloughed. Well, yeah. and the business, the business world may say the small business, you know, world may go. Absolutely, well, yeah, you're, you're totally going to destroy gonna us totally, if you do that. Yeah, uh, we're, no, yeah, I, we're just I'm, barely hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Well, that way we yeah, can all go work for the government or Walmart. Right. This is not Amazon political pitch here. I'm just saying that there's. It seems like when you looked at the election that there was more of a push for that. That, no you know, a, a quote, living wage and whatever. And and so that seems like it would be more likely under a Biden administration than under a Trump administration. But that's a, a wonderful point that, uh, hello, the economy, the pandemic, you know what I mean? Are right. we going to be able to get that going? So I don't know. But I, it's hard to come to any other conclusion with all this money printing that's gone on. And inflation is oftentimes a, a mindset as much as it is just the money itself. So if all of a sudden money becomes like a hot potato, like I don't want this stuff, it's worthless. You, you just start trying to get rid of it. And then and then once the inflation mentality sets in. and Keith, I'm talking you can about, get rid of your money at my house. Okay, I got I'll put some boxes out front. You guys can just get rid of all your money. We'll at my bring house. you a few baskets today. Yeah, free box. Yeah. Free box. Free, free, free box. box it. Free box your money. Free box your money, like in Portland. You free <laughs> box your yeah. You free box your recliner. Yeah. There you go. Hey, so Bitcoin has topped twenty three thousand. Now, is Bitcoin a safe harbor for inflation, or is, or do you think? That that's actually the case? Do you think that's why Bitcoin's risen as rapidly as it has here recently? Or do you think that this is, again, these kind of millennial Robin Hood type people that are out there trading Bitcoin up for no other reason than to, you know, yeah, like, just, like, like no actual it, logical reason? Yeah, buy it because it's going up. I don't know. I, I That one completely baffles me. I, I get it. I understand. I mean, I say I get it. I get it. I don't get it. Both. I understand the guys. I started my I started my own Bitcoin here recently. I'm calling it John Coin. Exactly. That's it's, it's worth it's worth nothing right now. But if you want, you can go ahead and buy some John Coins from me, and I, one day it'll be worth millions. Right. And, I'm and, only gonna sell, guys. I'm only gonna sell 23 million John Coins. So you come and get them while they're hot here. You have hit the nail on the head with that comment. What is to pre- prevent everybody else from coming out with a cyber currency? 
and they and, are and coming crypto, out with crypto cryptocurrency. There's, a, crypto there's like crypto. three new ones every day. Exactly, and and so so the people that make the point that oh well, there's a limited amount of Bitcoin. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Well, then now there's Ethereum, and then there's John Coin and Don Coin and Keith Coin and all. So so if nobody if really everybody, nobody, everybody, nobody wants that Don Coin. No, nah, that's not that's not good. They're made out of wood. Yeah, that's, get yeah. That one. yeah. Who, anyway, who yeah. is comfortable with Bitcoin? Who, I'm I mean, not. What, what sector I got, of man, the I got, population? I got some friends. I got some friends that are that are all about it, all about it. They've been so that's and they've middle been age, middle aged, middle aged folks. Well, right? the younger, yeah, the guys that these are younger folks. Yeah, I got I got a friend who he says he has no idea how it all works, but he recognizes that there are a bunch of people that aren't aren't that smart, and he's seen bubbles happen in the past. So he literally he has something called CoinBank. I think it's a kind of a wallet, like a virtual wallet. And he said, if it makes it to CoinBank, that's like a stock getting listed on the New York Stock Exchange. So it's actually got some merit. Right. It makes it to CoinBank. He buys an X amount of it every single time. So every new stock, every new one of these cryptocurrencies that hits it, he buys one. And he's like, man, my my little crypto wallet's up two hundred fifty percent this year. Show off. And I'm like, <laughs> and he and he's and he he hates them though. He, yeah. he he completely agrees with me in that there's really no basis for anyone right. trading these things up. Somebody made an imaginary thing and because it's a great story that millennials can get behind and it's kind of an anti-government anarchist type story you got this group of people this section of people that were virtually traded into infinity for no reason right right no well, one's gonna say i'm gonna sell my home for a bitcoin now at one point in time someone sold the home for a tulip bulb or some tulip bulbs right I, yeah, I mean, but that's that's the point. Is that at some, that is at the some point, point right point there? Is, right? is that There's you you have something that is priced in something other than dollars, and as the Fed continues to print more dollars, and as other central banks around the world print more currency units of, of whatever, euros, yen, there's just no end in sight. And and so they are constantly devaluing their currencies. And so that's the point behind Bitcoin is that, well, there's only going to be a set amount of those things. And so we're not going to dilute your ownership in Bitcoin by creating a whole bunch more Bitcoin. But my point is that, well, what's to prevent, you know, crypto, Every, cryptocurrency B and C and D from coming out? I mean, Nothing. And it, there's yeah, there's exactly. literally nothing. Yeah. So your joke about John Coin, it's just like, hey, if you can figure out a way to do that, there are suckers out there that'll buy it. You know, you do. You know it. the fastest way to become yeah. a gajillionaire now? Exactly. Create your own cryptocurrency. Yeah. And and so so it, it, there could be the margins infinity. are very high. They're very high in yeah. creating cryptocurrencies. But we got other commodities out there. Don, what do you what do you see in terms of commodity prices? Here's the interesting. Here's the interesting. So there are ten. Um, sectors, commodity sectors. All right, you you, okay. you probably didn't realize that, but which one of these do you think performed best in 2020? It's it's not oil, right? Right. <laughs> oil was at the uh, bottom. Is right. Bit, negative is, 34. Is Bitcoin one of them? I mean, is, I'm assuming not, it's going to. No, it's not, not in there. Not precious in metals. There. It's got to be precious. Well, well no, right, I take so that gold, back. Gold I think, was I number ag- two. I think agricultural things have done very well. You, you, you're you're warm. You're was, warm. Was silver number one? Silver was number three. Okay. So gold, gold was two. Two. Copper was four. Um, all right. Let me let me get. Coffee. Mm. Coffee was coffee. not Have coffee you been to Starbucks lately? That, next the, to the bottom. It's got a line wrapped around. I know you said. Yeah. Orange, Orange juice, juice was number one. Orange, Orange juice was number one at 33.6. You know why? M- mimosas and screwdrivers in the morning. <laughs> Welcome to COVID live. COVID, COVID live. Everybody that was going to work is now just staying home, right? Well, a lot the of, number of text <laughs> messages that I get from people that work from home, and they're like, listen, 
it's a Thursday, right? Like, I, like you can drink before ten on a Thursday, right? <laughs> Drinking alone is highly encouraged now. Right. Well, it's 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 required, right? Like you the, can't even go to the bar anymore. So you, yeah. the the article says it's due to Bad. vitamin C okay. and everybody equating orange juice with sure. vitamin C. Drinking lots of orange juice in order to get lots of doses of good vitamin C in light of COVID. Right. But you know, gold is up nineteen point four percent. Yeah. And silver up nine point seven percent. And they've so, done very well. Very Sometimes nice. orange juice will, you know, may just be because there was a, a late freeze in Florida or something. You know, a lot of times right, they'll right. do that. And, and uh, you know, there's all those other weird things in there, pork bellies. That, Is pork know. bellies in there? No. How'd corn do? Corn was down 17.4. Guess did, what? Did it has oil on that list? How'd oil do? Down 34.2. How did that gas do? Uh, put down 17. Bacon. That's what that is. Not part of is it. What about beef? I'm not sure what was, you're looking uh, at there. Yeah, was was cattle? I've is got it cattle own, or beef? I got my own special commodity uh, graph here going. You know, so it, it doesn't have pork bellies or bacon oh, okay. or anything like that. It doesn't have it doesn't have beef like cattle. No, there's none of that in here. What what index what are you? What kind of index at? you looking at over there? I'm looking at the. He's looking at the orange juice index. It's actually it's actually a high C ad, Keith. It's a, <laughs> Yeah, actually, it is. Yeah, right here. It's it's put out by Minute Maid. It's Minute Maid. Well, I mean, usually there's the kind of the big sectors. There's energy. There's agriculture. There's precious metals. There's industrial metals, which would you know be more like copper and and steel and lead and tin mm-hmm. and things like that. And you know, and then they've got the the this this what they call the softs things like cotton. And, and you know, and and, and, and other and, soft things. Yeah, well, and, and uh, that, silks, cottons. Yeah, but what, it, what else is soft? Wool is soft. I'm trying to remember some of the other soft commodities. Um, Balloons are soft. <laughs> Have you guys got into the balloon trade? There's, no, there's no soft commodities in Pillows. this batch. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, corn I'm, and platinum and natural gas and coffee. None of those are soft. How'd corn right. do? Here's my guess on corn. I would think that, you know, a lot of corn is used for refining to, to make ethanol. And mm-hmm. since people weren't gassing up their cars as much, that 10% ethanol that's in there, I could be wrong, but I mean, I'm guessing that's probably a lot of it. So I mean, it probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah. Now, this article was put out by Seeking Alpha, which is a popular, mm-hmm. great site, well known yeah. site. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. I, I, I really like Seeking Alpha. So you, you like stuff from Morgan Stanley and UBS and stuff like that. I mean, this, they have good stuff, but. They're always trying to sell you something, too. Yeah, Seeking um, Alpha's not trying to sell you anything. I don't like anybody trying to sell me something. Although there was a Minute Maid article right yeah, by that. Yeah, they're, selling, tell you, they're selling ads. So if, if they're not selling a product done, you are the product. I learned that on The Social Dilemma. <laughs> yeah. Back to movies. That's right. Back to movies. It's not a Christmas movie, but all of them are Christmas movies for me. No, I don't believe you watch any Christmas yeah, movies. Not, just, I haven't heard you say one yet. All right. The Fed has essentially pledged to do whatever it takes to help the economy. How has that impacted asset prices? It's the Fed put. It's the safety net, the promise of of stocks aren't going to go down, and if they do, we're going to step up and bail you out. So I um, think, I see, here's the thing. I think that Powell is frustrated that this has been a, like, this is a monetary policy fix that he's had to basically construct all by himself with almost virtually zero help from Washington. Yep. I think he is ready for the fiscal policy components of Washington we'll to step in. And you you, yeah. you think so, but man, here's what happens. I can't if do we all have this a, by myself. If guys. we have a recession, you're going to blame it on me. If we don't have a recession, you're going to take all the credit. 
Right. So here I am just hitting the print button over and over and over. I'm the ones keeping the economy afloat while I'm standing here on top of this podium screaming at you guys to please, for the love of God, do something beneficial to the constituents that you say you serve. Well, well, I would say if he hadn't hit the print button, everybody's 401k right. and right. everybody's account values and the stock market would be, we'd be sitting here not at 44% up on the NASDAQ, right. we'd be 44% down. On the but NASDAQ. see, even our right. and recognizes that the components of the fiscal stimulus, of the stimulus that were most beneficial were not even necessarily the you know $1,200 checks to people. No. It was suspending, um, suspending evictions. It was right. payroll protection programs. Right. It, those are the components that actually made a difference. The unemployment. Right. And, the, right. Uh, the extension of unemployment benefits. Right. And those things are set to expire. Now, I'm actually seeing stuff. I'm getting notifications as we speak right now about them getting closer and closer and closer to this deal. So if and if you don't know, we don't re- we don't record live. So this is recorded before the day it's released. So if, if today you know, is, between, this, between now when we right. record and when this podcast is released, if something happens, it just hasn't happened yet. Right. Understand today that. is the 17th as we record this. Probably, yeah, the news probably is hitting this today. Weekend. Probably this weekend. I agree, Don. I, yeah, th- I, I think, think so. they're going to do it. I, well, I, they're gonna, they want to go to Christmas. Now that, now that McConnell said, hey, we're going to be here till it's done, there they're all go. like, all right, well, I guess we'll get it done so we can all go home for Christmas. That's right. Right. Now, that's how you get politicians in gear. Does Trump sign it? Um, he says he says he will not sign it unless there is a component in there about getting rid of Section two two thirty. So he's so, probably so going to say could, he's not going to sign it unless there's a component in there that says he won the election. <laughs> well, that, that may be next. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's not even really a joke. That's a, that's that's really a funny, a scary thing you just said. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, could, could that be the sucker punch that we're all sort of saying? Yeah, the market's not going to go down. Market's going. So so imagine this: that they all get together and. You know, they, you know, McConnell and Pelosi and whatever, and they all kiss and make up and they come out with something, the 900 billion. And then all of a sudden Trump doesn't sign it as his last vengeful act. Like, oh, oh, no. Um, I think he wants to sign it from my perspective. But but I do know that he's he's there are a few things he's really pushing for in there. Now, whether he'll not sign it, I mean, I guess, you know, time will tell. Who knows? It it definitely feels like he's been kind of his opinions have just been put aside the further we go and mcconnell has now come out and said joe biden is the next president right so even you know you're kind of i think mcconnell becomes the de facto party leader at this point is that about i'd say so you know he's even saying hey man step aside so so anyways but I, hey, the president's got to sign it though right I think, so, so i think so i mean i, I think yeah. he will i and think I, that's and I agree how with laws you. work i agree that's how it works he's still the president yeah, until january 20th. exactly yeah, and so right. no i agree with you don that, that he has you know said you know months a couple of months ago or whatever you know when they were trying to agree on it and mcconnell was saying 500 you know billion and and Pelosi was asking for 2.2 trillion or whatever and i think trump had said let's do like 1.8 or whatever and so could this be some sort of a a power play. I don't Good know. Man. That's just me speculating Good and man. just wondering and expecting the worst. Yeah, well, we're closing know, out. We're closing out 2020 with stocks at historic highs. Right. The market is pricey. Right. Are you concerned about the market's rich valuations? Yes, personally. And of course, the market has completely ignored what I th- think for the last few months. But like Art Cash had said, this massive disconnect between the, the V-shaped recovery of the market and not a V-shaped recovery of the economy. And so I felt like the market would pay more attention to the actual economy this year than it has. I'm, I'm 
flabbergasted that it has done this well. And it does make it harder for, well, it, for and, Biden to have a and, good market in his first or second year, right? I mean, if, with the market having already recovered this much, when Obama took over, the market was close to the low. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he was able to claim, rightly or wrongly, that, you know, hey, the market did good, you know, in his first few years. Look what the market did during my term or whatever. And and there's no disputing that. The numbers are right there, but but it'll be harder for this market and a lot to like take Trump. off and go a lot. Well, right. You know, a lot like Trump. And and this is frustrating for me is when Trump claims to have the greatest economy in history. And I'm like, well, I don't really know. How, I don't know what portion of the economy you're talking about, right. but it's not GDP growth rate. Right. Because it's actually pretty stagnant still. Right. The market is not the indicator of the economy. It's right. a discounting mechanism for it. Right. Yeah, I think people are are assuming there's going to be a burst to the upside in the economy, and this is our these are Art's words here, and he's he believes it's going to be more gradual, and I think we are actually going to see a recession. What do you think, Keith? I don't know. It depends on how the the, the vaccination goes. I, I know that I can't wait to go on vacation. We haven't yeah. taken a vacation in a while, and again, first world problem. Well, do you, you I know. mean, you think that you think that they're going to be able to like get people going again? Uh, yes, you want to go on vacation. But, but yeah, how many people exactly. are going to want to go on vacation? And is there yeah. enough of those people? And can we get it going fast enough? Right. A lot of restaurants have gone out of business. Now, that could right. be really good for the ones that are still in business, though. You know, like, oh, I wanted Possibly. to go, go have. Uh, Possibly. But now those employees don't, those employees right. of those restaurants aren't working sure. now. Absolutely. Let's talk about this for a second. The unemployment rate, and I'm going to talk about the unemployment rate based on the number that we used in the 30s. The unemployment rate in the 30s was 25%. Right. We are right around 13% in the U4 number right now. Right. Now, I agree with Keith here. We get the vaccine and people start moving and it happens rapidly. It's easier for me as a business owner to hire. It's easier for me as an entrepreneur to open another restaurant knowing that the line at Hugo's or the line at my favorite restaurant was three hours the other night. Obviously, we don't have enough restaurants. Let's Let's go start a restaurant. There's money to be made. And maybe that's what happens. But this, we are a service sector economy, and we have shut down the service sector component of the economy, right? Retail stores are not – there are a lot of retail stores that are not coming back. It's right. so much easier to operate online than it is right. to operate an actual retail store. Right. Guys, I'm nervous. Was, this I, makes me nervous. Yeah, I think there's some things that are down for the count. Do you I think, think – do you think we're going to get – when we start looking at GDP, uh, you know, fourth quarter GDP, do you think we are going to see growth – in, in GDP from third quarter? Typically, typically your fourth quarter is your best quarter. I, yeah, I, I don't claim to be an expert on forecasting GDP. It you wouldn't, wouldn't imagine, surprise me if it pulled back a little Q3 bit. Q3 was better than Q4. Yeah, I don't see I don't see growth in Q4. I mean, yeah, because the COVID numbers have ramped up. We right. have come yeah, into some more lockdown. Right, there you right, go. Yeah. There you go. You know, California, so then, New York So then it's going to be a matter of once we get the vaccine, we'll probably start to move around a little bit more. So if we, if we look at our, our best quarter, right, if we go back to Q4 of 2019, how long until we get back to that number? I don't know. I'm hearing a lot of people way smarter than me that follow this, say another three or four years maybe. Yeah. Past examples, you know, it, it took a few years to get over what happened in 08, 09. It took a few years to get over what happened, you know, after the tech bubble collapse and then followed by 9-11. So... Which and and we we've always said, and I think Keith, you started saying this, and I think you convinced me, and now I recognize this that we are over retailed yes. and we're over restauranted. Right, eighty-seven billion square feet of commercial space in the country is too many commercial square feet. Now, what what does it fall down to? What does it fall back to? That's the big question because of this. Yeah. 
Right. And what do we, how do we repurpose those that right. space? It's going to be interesting to see, but yeah, what's going to happen to all these shopping malls? What will they be yeah. indoor, indoor racetracks or rodeo arenas or something? Man, rodeo arenas <laughs> are those are fun thing, man. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> indoor racetracks? I don't know. Nice. That sounds like fun. This sounds like fun. You Maybe know, an you, indoor bike. You know what would actually yeah. be pretty cool if you if you turn it into like a senior senior facility, it, right? Yeah, the world's and, largest nursing home. Yeah, yeah. those would be those would be cool. Another one, if you're talking about racetracks, you know those little animals that you they got the wheels and you see the kids riding around the mall on them. Mm-hmm. Dude, if you started races with those, mm-hmm. happy you, with hour, pit bring stops. all the students out here, give out jello shots, and get on your little wheeled animal. And what just happened? It went from a kid's a toy to with jello shots at the mall. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's, what are geez. jello shots? Yeah, Kids oh, back at the frat. On. We talked come about on, the frat Don. party a minute ago. Come on, Keith immediately went to keg stands <laughs> and <laughs> jello shots. Okay. okay. All right, guys. The component of the economy that probably is most expecting. The people in the economy that are probably most expecting, or the traders, the investors that are most expecting this to be a V-shaped economic recovery, are these Robin Hood traders. Mm. They, it, I mean, you know, the the minute that we start talking about, well, maybe maybe 2021 will be a good year for energy stocks because they've been beaten down so much, and because we probably are starting to start looking at 2022 as the year we maybe kind of get back to moving around like we have in the past. All of a sudden, energy stocks tick up, and a lot of that has to do with Robinhood traders basically following a few articles and then sharing it on stock twits and their little uh, social media platforms. And bam, we have a very light volume but sharp recovery in energy stock prices, in the um, specifically oil and gas. So cruises, they did the exact same thing. We're not going to – like cruise lines, we're not going on cruises in six months. I'm not going on a cruise no. in six months. Are no. you done? No. I'm nope. not ever I'm never going, going on a cruise again. I probably won't. Actually, take it back. I've never been on a cruise. But right. I mean, but yeah. but yeah, there, I have there, no desire. There no are need. some of those things that there's just probably excess capacity in ships and and. I watched the movie Titanic at a young age. Right. Not getting on one of those boats. <laughs> not getting on one of those boats. But if I did, I would definitely they stand have on the. Updated those. I boats. would definitely <laughs> stand on the front bow and just put my arms out and tell Jack I'm flying. That's right. That's right. So. So anyway, so guys, the SEC has filed a lawsuit against Robinhood for misleading investors about their pricing. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, there's a responsibility that people in the industry have is is to not turn it into a giant, you know, a drunken orgy casino thing. And and so there he and goes people, again. What is that? <laughs> people need to, people need to be able Keith to have the a freedom. vacation. I do need a vacation. People if you are a Legion Airlines in yeah. Las Vegas, Keith is coming to see uh, you. We have to just start walking. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, <laughs> I'll be there in two and a half weeks. Um, but anyway, yeah. There, there's a responsibility, and, and when and, and I'm a big believer in freedom. People have be able, should be able to, you know, be irresponsible if they want, but but they shouldn't be lied to and, and encouraged to do that by misinformation and false information and stuff. So right, I mean, right. that's interesting that this lawsuit's coming out. Well, I would I would say this: my prediction for these Robin Hood for, for the Robin Hood investor is going to be that they will be much wiser. By the end of 2021, everybody gets yes. everybody gets gets wise at some yeah, point, right? That's they true. are going to be There's much wiser. There's a whole bunch of people that yeah. know a lot about technology stocks and what happened in right. you know 2000, 2001. Yep. Getting wise is not necessarily mm-hmm. a pleasant experience. And, you know, Art Cashin says this. This is a, these are Art Cashin's words when asked this question. The question was: Robin Hood types have a different way of thinking. For instance, they believe if the vaccine comes out, people will be going on cruises in six months. And these are Art Cashin saying this to the res- responding to tell me about these Robin Hood traders. You know, how is the how have these traders impacted the market? He says. These new investors have not had the experiences and sometimes painful experiences necessary to understand this market 
and how to trade it. Right. He says, welcome aboard, but <laughs> be careful of the volatility you're creating. And he's mm-hmm. talking about them low volume trading up stocks. Right. Basically, just because you don't understand the different types of orders and the fact that buying something at the market doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get it at the last price. Absolutely. At the end of 2000, 2001, there were a lot of people in the investment of business that got smart. All right. And it was and like they got out and they got some of them got out, <laughs> but they, they definitely got smarter. Well, believe 99 me, 99 and 2000 were the greatest divergence between growth and value oh, sides right. of the equation in so, history. So by the or, way, or it's in recorded history. I guess it's by, let's say, the, Keith, maybe the summer of 2000. Would that be about right? Well, people well, wised up. They got they got smart all of a sudden because yeah. because the movement that began to happen from technology back to value right. was immense. You yep. know, it was Did we start talking about earnings again after that? Yeah. I, I mean, think so. People yeah. started paying more all of a sudden, more, all of a sudden Buffett became smart again. Exactly. You know? yeah, As a matter of fact, yeah. there were there were people at the time that were criticizing him like, you know, he's lost his touch. He doesn't get it. I had a client that had about a hundred and fifty thousand dollar account. All right. This is a great story. Really smart guy comes in and uh, he would allow me to kind of pitch what I thought would be a good a mm-hmm. good deal. And I'm trying to pitch him by these technology stocks, you know, and p- by some of these technology funds. And he's just listening and being patient with me and everything. And finally he goes, no, nah, I just want to sell it all and put it in cash. And he goes, I'm just going to leave it there for a while. And I'm thinking, oh, why are you doing that? You know, you're not going to make anything off that. And he goes, no, nah, nah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I like what you're saying, but I'm just going to hold and um, and then there's going to come a day when I'm going to have some cash and I'll be ready to buy. Well, sure enough, about the summer, like I'm talking about this summer of 2000, guess who showed up at my office ready to buy? Yep. You know, he was like, okay, now I'm ready. Now we're going right. to buy. And I'm like, what are we going to buy? And boy, he pulled out this list on a little yellow sheet of paper, you know, mm-hmm. of this, of the, all these old stodgy companies with real solid yeah. dividends that had gone yeah. down to Dow Chemical and yeah, exactly. GE. And, yep. and sure enough, you know, he bought them all and just made them a mint, you know, over the next right. couple of years, you know. So, so yeah, I've, I've had real life experience with that and it, it's, it's real. And it, it kind of feels like we're in a similar kind of place. I'm in that camp too. I'm definitely just kind of sitting around waiting for this bubble to burst. I think you get to this point. I think you always get to this point, right, Keith, where you go, I think it's going to. I mean, you're very confident for a while, and then all, and then all your your friends and keep telling you about how much money they're making on Bitcoin. And sure. You're like, continue, yeah. You you're like, well, maybe I should get a digital wallet, a Bitcoin wallet, and then, <laughs> man, if I tell you what, if I go buy Bitcoin, party's over, boys. Yeah, party's yeah. over. Party's yeah. over. Really, Put the kegs away, Keith. It's really one of the more miserable times being in the investment business. Oftentimes, is not just during these big nasty sell-offs, but it's during these melt-ups where things just don't make sense, and you shake your head, and you, you know you've you've seen it all before, but you can't say when it's going to end. You what just I know, know that some things don't make any sense, and what I know is that we have done extremely well for our clients in the positions that we've had. And we keep selling and not replacing those, and the market keeps marching higher. Right. But we now have a pretty nice amount of cash for right. our clients. When this bubble, when the when the bubble does burst, and it's time to go shopping, as Keith says. Yep. Keith's gonna be standing in here by the by the TVs with rubbing his hands together like he's on a cold winter night. You know. You <laughs> Things have just gotten way ahead of themselves. And when when I listen to people like Art Cashin, who knows way more than I, yeah, he's seen a lot more than I ever have. And this is all I've ever done professionally. But, you know, then when they say, yeah, the, the, the 
V-shape recovery is in, has been in the market. It hasn't been in the real economy. And when you see food lines that are, you know, miles long cars in Dallas, and Dallas is a prosperous city. Let's toot our horn here for a second and let's get out of here. Man, last time we talked about opportunities in 2021, we talked about some home builders. I just want you to know that today, mm-hmm. interest rates, mortgage rates, sorry, mortgage rates hit a new all-time low really? in, res- in response to that. Lennar Home Builders up almost 8%. DHI up nearly 4%, about three and a quarter. Pulte up 5.36%. Mm. There you go. And, and rates will probably stay low for a while, at well, least gotta, if they do what they imagine rates promised. are going to stay low. They're going to mm. build homes because our lives have changed so dramatically. I wonder how many homes got built when we realized the outhouse was no longer a concept we were going to be comfortable with anymore. And so people put bathrooms in the house, mm-hmm. right? And everybody's like, well, man, that's a great idea. Let's put bathrooms in the house. Right now, they're going to start building two office homes. Everybody's going to have a home office. It sets up a, you know, go get some more land, you know, the builders buy land. more land. Yep, the right. builders put the nice yep. home. The family's got the, yep. well, they're struggling because they don't have the one office home instead of the two office homes. Yeah, I mean, struggling. can you imagine being, like, you're at home, you've got a babysitter or something for the kids, and you you and your spouse are in one home office, that's not acceptable. No, that's not. That's not too much time. That's well, too much time with your spouse. Each of you trying to be on the phone at the same time <laughs> with somebody in the background on their phone. So, yeah. Yeah, you can't. We've yeah, had so, that conversation. No, they're on house. Zoom calls. You're right. on Zoom call. Man, the can't Zoom call it. stuff at the beginning of COVID was fantastic. The guy that walked by, the, it was like three mirrors between his wife's Zoom call and the bathroom sh- and the shower. Mm-hmm. Things and they not, just happened yeah. to catch him naked in the shower. In the shower. She was on the news, not too. Good. It was, it yeah. was the not news. to do on a Zoom <laughs> call. The Leave the bathroom door open. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, but that's so. interesting. That, that's going to be yeah. a, the thing. And, and more and more people that, that had, for the last you know, 10 or 15 years, wanted to move to a high-rise in a city. A little bit of that uh, luster has been taking off. Taking Imagine that slowing so, down a little bit. Yep, yep. But at the same time, I do believe that, you know, there's still going to be, there's, you've got a lot of commercial space in those in those cities, in those urban mm-hmm. areas. There's a lot of space. And there's two things that, that happen, right? We do want to go find the lifestyle that we most want to live, but at the same time, we also want to find the lifestyle that we can most afford. And right now, people have been moving out of urban areas if you can't afford to live in the urban era area. Right. What if it what if it reverses? What if I gotta move into the city because I can't afford to live out of the city? Right? Maybe. So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I don't see that happening necessarily, but it could happen. It may suddenly get cheaper to live happen. in New York. Yeah. yeah. Because I mean, it is getting cheaper to live in New York. It's being repurposed into regular discounts. apartments, maybe. And you talk about getting a discount apartment right now, New York, 10, 15% discounts. But do mm. people want to live there after COVID and their experience with it? They may say, you they know, the not. idea of mowing a yard in the f- fresh air is, is appealing now instead of getting on an elevator with 10 other people. You're the only one that likes to mow the yard, Keith, and uh, dig holes in the yard. I don't like the digging part. Uh-huh. Right again, again, if you missed the last episode, Keith has some buried treasure in his front yard. Don't look near the water main, though. That's not where it's at. The yes. one, the one thing I saw was that backhoe that you had out there. Yeah, we've that, a, now that looked like fun. I would like to be the guy running that thing. I'll call my plumber and see if he'll let you rent. Let me do Keith, it Keith when I was growing up, Don would rent this, um, this excavate. No, what was that thing called? A little front end loader, a little uh, bobcat front end loader thing. It was a yeah, bobcat's all I know. 
he would destroy the entire yard. Man, that was the fun. He would thing. destroy everything in sight to you know try to dig up one tree or move <laughs> one log across the yard. Sounds fun. And then he'd look at me and Steven like, "Hey, won't y'all? Hey, y'all, clean that up. Clean look, that up. Clean, clean that, that up right there. Get a shovel. Uh-huh. You no, know, in those days, it was I had the chainsaw in my hand and I would just cut all the trees all up everywhere, and then I would go, "Okay, guys, clean, pick all those trees." And Stack Terry, let up. him do this, Keith. Stack it up. That's child abuse, Don. Yeah. It was, man. No, I was making them strong young men, you know. It's, uh, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. Stephen right. teaches math. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's all right. Anyway, well. if you are hearing us and did not find us through Facebook, we do have a Facebook group. We hope that you'll join the group. That way you can engage with us in conversations about podcast episodes after the episodes are released. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.